0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv.
1: It's baseball everywhere. Hey everybody, Tim McMaster here along with Bill Chastain, our MOB.com Rays reporter. Bill, it was nice to be in this podcast in person with you last week. It was a lot warmer than uh, now that I'm back in New York, but <laughs> you're still down in Florida, so that's good. And the Rays have already, as the spring has gotten underway here, sent a number of their starters and hopeful starters out to the mound, including, as we record this on Monday afternoon, Chris Archer, who got two innings in Monday, uh, a hit. No earned runs. He didn't walk anybody, struck out a pair. We say this every spring. The numbers don't really matter, um, especially in these first couple outings. But how did Archer feel about his performance?
0: He felt good about it. Uh, he, he said, you know, first he wasn't going to beat himself up, being it was the first time out, but he felt like his control could be a little better. But other than that, he felt pretty good. He got out, uh, he finished his outing with a uh, strike him out, throw him out, where Sue Craig got the runner. And uh, he actually told a funny story. He said Sucre told him before the game that that uh, he was going to have a strike him out, throw him out, and, and uh, Archer was kind of relieved because he thought it. You know, he felt like that was probably his last batter. I think that was his 29th pitch.
1: So 30. That's about right, right? The first time out for these starters is usually in that 30 30 pitches, whether that gets you through an inning or two innings or whatever it is. Right. All right, so Blake Snell on Sunday was even more impressive than Archer. He goes two scoreless, didn't allow a hit. He struck out four. I mean, I said it. We don't judge too much into these numbers, but that's a pretty dominant performance. Usually this part of the spring, maybe the hitters are a little uh, ahead of the pitchers. So to see four punch-outs in six outs, that's good stuff from Snell and a guy that, as we've seen what's happened this spring with roster moves, a lot is going to fall on Snell.
0: I, I tell you, I was impressed. His, his body language was really good. He he looks really confident out there. I know he fell behind to one hitter, three and zero, oh, came back and struck him out swinging with a uh, uh, slider, and then uh, he fell behind three one to another hitter, and uh, came back and struck him out on a uh, ninety seven mile an hour fastball. And you know, he just looked like he was totally in control, and um, you know, was comfortable in his skin. I guess you say.
1: Without he gone, is Snell basically the number two starter at this point
0: you know i don't know um it could be faria it could be uh uvaldi but uh you know i I think they look pretty solid
1: yeah and you mentioned faria and he struggled numbers wise against the red Sox on saturday two-thirds of an inning he allowed three runs 29 pitches um but what was his thoughts on that performance did he at least accomplish what he was hoping to in his first time out
0: you know what, I I wasn't at that game. I All didn't right. get to see it. So, um, you know, I mean, but again, like you said, it, it's just not the time of spring when you're going to be too alarmed about anything. So, uh, you know, it's basically the mentality, let's throw some fastballs, Let's get our work in and move on
1: to the next outing. Yeah, and for people that don't fully understand it, sometimes maybe you you don't even throw a certain pitch that you have based on what you're working on, and it's a completely different situation from the season when you're scouting reports and worrying about the batters and all of that stuff. So it's about getting out there, getting your work in, and moving on to the next outing. All right, Uh, Matt Duffy played on Friday, played on Saturday. That's good news for the third baseman, and still feeling healthy and, and bouncing around camp so far, right?
0: Yeah, and he, he played today, and, um, you know, he's not, you know, again, he says he feels great, uh, but I've just been so impressed watching him in the field. Uh, today, he, he caught a, a, a chopper. It was a speedy runner for the uh, Blue Jays. I can't remember who it was, but a uh, little chopper to third, had to charge the ball, backhanded it, and threw across his body and got him, uh, you know, and, and doesn't seem to have any problem moving around, so that's a real plus.
1: I got to talk to him a little bit at Photo Day when I was down in Port Charlotte last week and he was he was genuinely excited for Photo Day I think just cuz he's healthy which is pretty rare from any player they have to be up so early and everything but
0: and and you but got one- to remember too this is a guy uh he was hurting you know probably for the last 10 years so um this is something he's not accustomed to feeling <laughs> feeling good in that heel area that got fixed.
1: Yeah and I I mentioned to him you know y- you get now. You're back at third base, obviously, and and last year they wanted you at short, and he quickly said, "Well, I didn't really play enough short to forget about third because I was hurt so much." So he kind of had a sense of humor about it, right. but uh, he's excited to be back over at third base, which is and it's cool to see. So that's the healthy side of things. Obviously, the big news this week, Bill, was on the other side of things, and obviously, Bren Honeywell headed to Tommy John Tommy John surgery. Um, I think he hasn't decided on doctor and the details on that yet. But obviously, this is a guy that so much was going to be thought upon this year. I think he would have been up at some point pretty early in the season. And and now it's just put everything on pause for a year. And, and there's success from these Tommy John surgeries now. It seems like everybody comes back at some point um, pretty much healthy, especially when the, you're the age of Honeywell. He seems to be handling it pretty well mentally so far from what I've read, at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he obviously was disappointed. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, it's uh, the assumption is that it's pretty much going to get cleaned up and, and, you know, who knows, maybe even stronger than ever. Uh, I think there's a feeling among pitchers that it's inevitable you're going to have to have Tommy John at some time or another. So sometimes I think there's almost a sense of relief that it went on and happened. You know, um, I know the Ray's got two guys right now who have a total of <laughs> – Five Tommy Johns between him and Ivaldi and uh, and Johnny Venters, um, but uh, you know he uh, uh, Honeywell expressed the fact that you know he wants to get this thing done and and uh, you know be back throwing at some point next year.
1: You mentioned Venters and Anthony Castrovitz did a nice feature story on Johnny Venters Venters and coming back and he's actually he considers it kind of three and a half Tommy Johns because he had the three. The third one wasn't a complete success, and they actually did another procedure that wasn't Tommy John surgery. I mean, he's been through so much. Still not that old despite all of those surgeries and despite taking a while to get up to the major leagues. Uh, He did throw on Sunday through a scoreless inning. It's just nice to see him throwing, right?
0: Yeah, and that was his first uh, spring training outing uh, or major league game, you know, uh, since 2013. He said he hurt his elbow you know, for his second Tommy John surgery uh, in Lakeland pitching against the Tigers. So uh,
1: he
0: he admitted that he was kind of nervous the night before pitching, uh, you know, Saturday night in advance of pitching Sunday. So, uh, you, you know, it, it, you always like to see somebody come back and, and you hope that they, uh, you know, are well.
1: And, of course, guy. this is a guy that – it was him and Kimbrell down in Atlanta when the, they were – last time really the Braves were good and a, and a playoff contender. They were the one-two punch out of that bullpen. They were both so dominant, and and it's been such a grind for him to try to get back to this point. But he's on the verge. How about velocity-wise? Have you noticed, is, is he throwing hard, or is he a different pitcher than he used to be?
0: Um, I think that remains to be seen. Yeah. I mean, again, it's still early in the spring, so um... – And, no, his velocity is not what it was, you know, at this stage, you know, because I think he used to get it up there about 98 or so. Um, But, you know, just like yesterday, he he threw a pretty nice little sinker and got an inning-ending double play. Um, So, you know, the guy knows how to pitch, and, uh, you know, I would look for, you know, typically the velocity comes along as, as they progress.
1: We talked last week. It was right after the moves have been, had been made with Jake Odorizzi being traded to the Twins and then the team uh, bringing in CJ Crone and also DFA and Corey Dickerson. Um, after that move, Bill, they went out and they've agreed, reportedly agreed to a deal uh, with Carlos Gomez. And reports have said $4 million for Gomez for one year. And I believe that's the amount of money they saved or were saving on Dickerson. Does that seem I, just like an odd move, or am I getting the facts a little off there?
0: You know, uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure because okay. you know they ended up trading Dickerson,
1: right? So, so they save more, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, right. So it's probably it, it probably came out ahead on that because I think Dickerson was five million something. So uh, you know, they might be a million ahead on that actually. So.
1: Okay, and you get a and you get a veteran guy, obviously, in in Carlos Gomez, and you look at who could be in that outfield. And a lot of veterans, you think about Denard's band and, and Carlos Gomez and others um, around Kiermaier, obviously, and company. But it's an interesting signing. Gomez has obviously been around a long time, and he's been great and not great at times here late in his career. But it would be interesting to see if they get that deal done and, and kind of what he can bring, I guess, from a veteran leadership kind of way. But certainly uh, it, it's a move that made me raise my eyebrows a little bit, Bill. Just like, is that that's the move they're going to make now? It seemed interesting.
0: Well, I always say, you know, I've covered this team a long time, and under the present uh, management, I've never been able to guess their, what they're going to do next. So uh, who knows? They might still have something to pull out of their sleeve.
1: Yeah, and who knows? We've talked about the possibility of trading in our span. Maybe that's still a possibility at some point. Who knows? All right, great stuff, Bill. As always, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.